Welcome to Blood Moon Milk. This is the astrology podcast where we talk about cycles of the moon and how to work with them for your own purposeful mindfulness and meditation journeys. This episode is all about the full moon in Capricorn. This full moon is also known as the Strawberry Moon, which leads us to the song you hear behind me now, Strawberry Moons by Archerus. So you might have noticed that this episode's going to be especially long, and that's not because we're just rambling about astrology. Uh, We're actually going to have our very first interviewees, who are Brandon and Kelly Knight from Modern Mystic, joining us in this episode. So if you're interested in what they're all about, be sure to stick around. Thanks a lot. They have a great great story. I talked to Brandon and I was like, you were fucking legit. So I'm pumped for this. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to to hearing that. So I'm your host, Aurora, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ariana. So this episode is all about a full moon. We've definitely had a full moon episode before. Maybe you even joined us during our full moon workshop at ATL Craft last month. If so, thank you and thanks for listening again. So we're going to just very quickly go over what full moons are and talk about how you can work with gratitude and release rituals for a full moon. And then we're going to get into Capricorn. A full moon is when the the moon is in line with the sun and receiving all of the sun's light and reflecting it at the earth, which is why it's so lit up. But in addition to that, it's energetically thought as a time of fruition. And I like to think of it as the whole pie, the whole pie. Yeah, the whole pie that's just come out of the oven that, you know, maybe you started baking this metaphorical pie uh, back at the new moon and you were gathering all your ingredients and you kind of were like, Ooh, maybe I'd like to make a blueberry pie, or maybe because it's the strawberry moon, a strawberry pie. Is that a thing? Do people make strawberry pies? Yes, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> talking about it. So maybe we'd make that strawberry pie for the strawberry full moon. Um, and now that it's a full moon, all of those things have come together, and ding, yep, and ready to be eaten. But as soon as you start to consume it, it starts to break down and turn into fuel for the next thing, and. The first thing you have to do when you get a pie is express your gratitude for having all the ingredients that you needed to make that pie. So that's what we do energetically speaking in our ritual workshops. We express our gratitude for all the things that we have. Um, And then we kind of dig in and 
uh, then talk about the stuff we want to let go of. So that's kind of the long and the short of our full moon workshops and how to kind of work with full moon energy. Um, one other thing I wanted to highlight for this episode in particular, because around the time of the last full moon, I was having crazy dreams. I just noticed myself having crazy full moon dreams. And it's happened before. And so I just put it out there on a, a social community that I'm in. I just asked people if they noticed that they were having crazy, active, intricate dreams as well. And the response was pretty overwhelming. I, I just asked, anybody else notice they're having crazy dreams during the full moon? And over 150 people commented or responded like with their dreams. And so I just also wanted to talk about or bring up the idea of working on astral travel in addition to full moon gratitude and release rituals to help bolster your spiritual work and meditation work. Um, because if you can do that, then it's like you're able to meditate twice as hard. <laughs> I have dreams in the full moon too, but only because it's also my period. So. Well, same, but like I wonder if... Um, like, I don't know if it's because of the moon or because of my period. I don't sleep because of the moon. Like, the full mm -hmm. moon, like, I will wake up at, like, 4 a.m. on the fucking dot and just be awake. Oh, yeah. During a full moon, I personally will close my eyes. And I'll, I might be able to get to sleep okay. Mm -hmm. But then at some point, it's like there's a spotlight shining through my eyelids. And it's like the moon's just, like, wah, wah, yeah. wah, wah. <laughs> And... Like asking me to wake up, and inevitably I do. But I also, as I'm coming to, I realize I've just had this like crazy intense dream. Mm. Um, and so, since noticing the tendency, like not just in myself, but when other people kind of raised their hand and was like, "Yeah, me too," mm -hmm. um, I started doing some research into astral travel, and in conjunction with meditation. And uh, I'm trying to do it while I'm dreaming, so like in combination with lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. And I'm not quite there yet. Um, it's definitely a work in progress, but it's I'm hard. seeing I'm seeing progress though. Like mm -hmm. from like a week ago to now, every day I'm getting I'm like I started out not remembering my dreams at all, mm -hmm. and then like doing a little bit of work, doing a little bit of work, and then now I'm dreaming and I'm I'm remembering the dream pretty well but i'm not realizing i'm dreaming while i'm dreaming yeah. which is the next step and uh and then after that i can lose a dream and then i can go do some really cool stuff once i'm <laughs> once i'm in control but yeah. like it's so hard so but every night's a new chance to practice i read like in high school because i was like trying to figure out how to lose a dream or something like that and i remember reading like your head needs to face north and blah 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 and i don't, I don't remember like it was I, it was like I printed off of like when you had AOL and like <laughs> Google keyword searches. Yeah. So it was like, like I just remember having this like piece of paper and I remember like my boyfriend at the time. I was like, hey, look at this. I'm like, I, like we talked about this yesterday and I, like I found some information. Like it was so, so weird. So yeah, that's all I remember is that your head's supposed to face north. <laughs> well, that doesn't happen in my bed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But it's probably not that important. I don't think it necessarily is because yeah. I, I think it's it's more I've done it before, but it's been a while since I've decided to do it intentionally. Mm -hmm. And so the trick is I've 
and I've done it once, mm-hmm. like so I know it works. But the I, I've just had a hard time replicating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I so you you're in a dream. First step is to realize you're in a dream, and then once you realize you're in a dream, you go, okay, how do I take control of the dream? And what you can do is, in order to take control of your dream, you look at your hands, and you try to make contact with your mental ability to use your hands within the dream. So what I did was I, I kind of, like you're enlarging a photograph mm. on an iPhone screen or something where you're like kind of like reverse pinch something. Yeah, like I was you, like, what do you call it? Like spreading? Yeah, like you, it's like, you're, like your finger and your thumb are together and they sort of, they're already together and then you spread them apart but you're pulling in opposite directions mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I did that. And it, the fabric of the dream just ripped apart. And there was, like, this hole from the universe on the mm. other side. And I was able to make that hole big enough for me to step through mm. into, you know, universal astral plane land, dreamland, whatever you call it. But I was able to call up people by name. That's so cool. And, like, you know, have astral conversations with them mm-hmm. and put myself out there. And I want to be able to do that again, but, like, intentionally. Oh, I actually was listening to something today, and she was talking about, uh, I think, Aborigines and their astral travel and how they would, like, leave a certain type of dirt, mm-hmm. like, in the the homes of whoever like they visited like so that they they're very much like oh death is not the end like we're gonna come back and see you and they're like oh yeah we love dreaming because that's when we get to visit everybody like hell yeah like they're super into it but they apparently like leave little like signs that they've been there so like oh aunt mary was here she left the dirt from her side of the fence or whatever the fuck like yeah that's awesome i love that idea yeah so now i'm like hey if someone dead is visiting me leave me like a crystal or dirt or a penny I i don't know feathers Maybe not dirt. I don't want to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I could ask for, but something something small. Leave me little flowers. Yeah. Um, like little tiny flowers. They don't even have to be like real flowery flowers. It could be like drawings of flowers or something. Mm. Yeah, so that's our little bit about the full moon this, this time. Um, you kind of know the drill. Full moon every two weeks, then followed by a new moon. Um, and every six months, check your progress. Yep, and every ch- six months, check your progress back at uh, what happened during the new moon that corresponds with the sign. So this is the full moon in Capricorn. Think back to six months ago when the new moon in Capricorn occurred, even if you weren't being really mindful about your meditation practices back at that point in time. Me. Just <laughs> check in. Yeah, I wasn't particularly mindful about it either. Um, I mean, I was working on it, but... You know, I have good days and I have bad days. I'm only human right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, like, try not to be too hard on yourself if you don't remember what was going on in your life. But it's a starting point, And it's a really good idea to keep a journal for yourself of your meditation and your mindfulness practices just so you can keep a record for yourself. It's really encouraging and it helps to build your own uh, self-esteem and awareness of where you've been and where you're going and helps just to clarify your own intentions. But the really important thing, aside from it being a new moon or a full moon, is the zodiac sign through which the moon is traveling. And so this is all about Capricorn and because it's a full moon. Um, 
all of those Capricornian themes are coming to fruition this month or during these next couple of days. And let's talk about the energy and the ideology behind Capricorn. So Capricorn is represented by the sea goat. It's the 10th sign of the zodiac. And it because it's the 10th sign, it also rules the 10th house of the zodiac, which is represented by goals, your career, and the family that you choose to create. I think I read somewhere it's like your public image. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like not your public persona, your public image, which is usually your career and your family. It can be. It's, I think specifically, though, it's the family you choose to create Mm -hmm. versus the family you're born with. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Like the adult, Mm -hmm. like your adult choices. Yeah, like your romantic partner, like Mm -hmm. the children you have. Or if you don't have a romantic partner or children, then the individual... That's part of your choice. Yeah, then like the individuals you tend to spend time with. Mm -hmm. It's an earth sign, and it's all... Even though it's represented by the seagoat, I've always thought this was another really... Uh, confusing representation of uh, what a sign is represented by versus mm-hmm. like its element. Yeah, you know? it's it's a god thing, and it has to. Do, it's a cultural thing, and I totally dropped the ball on listening to that audiobook that tells you. But basically, all of the gods that like I know Zeus or yeah. I think, yeah, Zeus, I'm pretty sure, was represented, like, he had a mermaid tail at one point. Uh, you might be thinking of Poseidon? Nope. No? Nope. It came about later. But I'll have to, I'll put it in the show notes. It's called The Secret History of the World. Not the Mark Booth. It's by a different guy. But anyway. Yes, I can't remember, but there's several, and there's, like, so many different things about, like, fish and bird like symbology like going through I don't know there's a lot of like fish gods that were like gods that come up from the sea and I remember like when I was reading in one of the books about Capricorn it said that uh the tail like represents the still intuitive ability of a Capricorn to like like tap into their intuitive side but still keep their head above water yeah um I just know that as an earth sign, it's going to have a real hard time getting around on the ground when it's flopping around with that fish tail. Right. It's, it's just so going to be like hobbling around on those two front goat legs. I never understood that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did thing. some research on it, but nothing. The closest thing that I found was that it was re- represented by a Sumerian god called Enki. That's E-N-K-I. Mm-hmm. And I honestly... Uh, I dropped the ball on getting to more in-depth research on him, but I knew he is the god of water and creativity, um, but I'm not really sure why he's associated with Capricorn. Yeah, I don't So actually. Other than, oh man, I have so much, like, hold on, I'm about to get deep real quick. Okay, so... Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Mm-hmm. The symbol of Saturn is the black cube that's black cube yes there's a black cube like not a square it's specifically the cube like in sacred geometry the black cube and you see it on the god i'm gonna say headdress but it's the the head garb of jewish leaders rabbis or something and uh they also like when you unfold it when you unfold a a cube it becomes the cross of christianity Mm -hmm. and the cube is also where the um 
Muslims, they go to the worship. Mosque. Yeah, the mosques are shaped mm-hmm. as black cubes. So the black cube is representative of Saturn. And theoretically, and like one Gnostic theory that I read was about the black cube and Saturn being a death god. So about how mm. all these monotheistic religions are basically worshiping a death god versus... Well, that makes sense if you think yeah. about Christianity. Yup. Like Crusades. Lots of, lots of death. Sorry. Definitely not Christian. Mm-hmm. Not sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll get more into the mythology behind Saturn in a little bit. Um, but just for a brief overview about Capricorn, it's ruled by Saturn, which is said to be the great malefic which is in contrast to Jupiter, which we talked about in the previous full moon in Sagittarius episode, um, which Jupiter is known as the great benefic. Mm-hmm. So the great beneficiary, uh, do-gooder, like joyful expander, that's Jupiter. Saturn's kind of the opposite. <laughs> it's all about uh, restraint, borders, and responsibility, a pretty heavy sign. This synergy is big on responsibility, tradition, and discipline. During this full moon, you might notice that people are rewarded who have really done their due diligence towards their responsibilities. Um, That's because Saturn really does smile fondly upon these things. (laughs) And it also kind of tends to punish uh, people for shoddy craftsmanship. Um, Being slackers. Yeah, people who haven't delivered on their promises really get punished under a Saturn full moon. Um, actually, I should have a couple friends I should tell about that. <laughs> um, so the energy is great for um, improving self-control. Mm. It helps you to take control of a situation if you've been doing the right things up to mm-hmm. this point. It'll be on your side. Um, oh, I read that this is a nice quote the unbridled enthusiasm of the centaur is reined in under the capricorn yeah i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) and it's like about he's like sagittarius is exploring the whole earth and capricorn is like all right let me get to the top of this mountain and tell everybody what i'm about it's really helpful for you to make solid and realistic plans, but also to see those solid and realistic plans come to fruition as well, especially since this is the full moon in Capricorn. Um, the new moon in Capricorn, which will happen in December, will be excellent for making those solid and realistic plans. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're doing your reflection for your meditation, think about what kind of solid and realistic pl- plans you put in place back in December and see what has shaken out and really ask yourself, have I been responsible in doing those plans due diligence? And last December was when Capricorn, or when Saturn yeah. slid out of Sagittarius into Capricorn. So oh, yeah. If, so I'm going through my Saturn return right now, and everybody around me is in my age group generation, and it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit older than Ariana. Uh, not by much, but just by a couple years, and I can say that Saturn returns are no joke, but you get through them, and you come out, in general, in a better place if you just keep going. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep going and keep trying to do the right thing, and you you go, you go get to a better place eventually. Honestly, I'm enjoying my Saturn return, knock on desk, uh, <laughs> right now. Um, Ryan and Caitlin are going through very, very sad and returning things. Like, Ryan's definitely having 
like issues with father figures in his life and bosses and all male authority figures so that's super mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. my best friend's having stuff with self-control when it comes to relationships and stuff so, uh, and and money and then i'm definitely dealing with like budgeting and money but i'm having a good Saturn return but i've heard that if you have a really rough life and everything is like kind of like put against you when your Saturn return comes it's like you finally like get yours and you start reaping what you sow and my life has been kind of a shit show up to now and now i'm like oh everything's kind of unfolding i feel really aligned with everything so i won't say it's easy but I definitely feel like in the flow versus like my Saturn squares. Do you know about your Saturn squares? Every seven years, my Saturn squares were fucked up. Worst times of my life. My first Saturn square was when I was seven, as everyone's is. And that was when my mother got into a horrible car wreck, was in the hospital and in a coma for several months. Um, And our, our family was destroyed, lots of drug issues, and she was really never the same. Actually, now that I think about it, that's when my mother tried to murder me. There we go. So yeah, when I was seven. Yep, seven. That's a big fucking year. And yeah. then the next one is fifteen. That's when my. So my best friend died. Yeah, that's when my uh, boyfriend uh, broke up with me, and I became atheist and lost my shit. Then at twenty-two is when I started having panic attacks. Uh, twenty-two. Oh, that's when the former love of my life broke up with me. See? Yeah. See, Saturn squares. They're yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Well, shit, when's my next one? Mine is, mine would be 29, so in the middle of, it, that's like in your, your Saturn return is in the middle of your next Saturn square, or your um, Saturn square is in the middle of your next Saturn return. So, it's every seven years. Okay, thank God. So you went through it already. Thank God, yeah. What happened to you when, at 29? Uh, broke up with my boyfriend. But that happened at 22. Get different boyfriend. Okay. Wait, okay, so is this devastating or just a change? A change. Okay. It, it sucked. Uh, we lived together for years, and we were together for years. Uh, it wasn't good. But I came out in a better place. Because I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah. You're with me. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, it's part of the roller coaster. <sighs> Think of Saturn as that like uh that slow climb up the roller coaster when you're like, <laughs> oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, this is gonna suck. And then it just happens and you're like <laughs> And then it's over. And it's over and you're like, Do I have my wallet? Do I have my keys? Do I have my ass? Alright. <laughs> okay we're all right let's get off this shit and mosey on into the next line for the next ride or not even or just like take a fucking break and ride that really nice one through the mountain yeah yeah <laughs> it's definitely big on transformation mm-hmm. but the way that it transforms you is usually through brutal punishment <laughs> yeah and <laughs> And culling, like yeah. chopping, pruning. That's yeah. a good one. Reaping what you sow. Mm-hmm. It's known as the Grim Reaper. And in other circles other than just where we think of, you know, the guy in the hood with the scythe that, that represents death, think of reaping as like the actual act of reaping mm-hmm. what you sow in a field. It's whatever you've planted that's that you've tended and been responsible for. And then you, you if you've been good and you're, you've, made sure your conditions are uh right you have a bountiful harvest Mm -hmm. but if you've been shitty it's gonna suck Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're gonna have a long cold winter yeah and the thing about like saturn returns and the lessons of saturn is they're just lessons and you 
The lesson repeats is necessary. If you didn't fucking get it the first time, guess what? That's just going to come back around again and again until you die. Oh, yeah. Actually, this is totally true. I look back on certain lessons of individuals that I've known who I, I see them reliving and their same issues over and over and over again. And, uh, yeah, it's not always pleasant. But you can't tell them anything. Mm-mm. They have to learn it and want to change of their own accord mm-hmm. and not be a victim because unfortunately a victim attitude is uh, well, just not really beneficial to your long-term growth. It really isn't. Sometimes you are a victim. That's but true. But you, you like, you legitimately are. Mm-hmm. But you can choose to, the way you frame it in your mind and mm-hmm. how you react to it and how you deal with it, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. And the forgiveness, letting mm-hmm. go and moving on. Yep. And that's what full moon rituals are really good for. Oh, yeah. Done a lot of releases. That Libra full moon. Mm. That's what started all this. Yeah. 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 Because mm-hmm. I came over and I wore my pink sweater and it's in my little journal about what I was going to, what I was grateful for and what I wanted to release. And I had someone on both sides. <laughs> um, so because it's an earth element like Taurus and Virgo, uh, this is the last sign of the trio of practicality and grounding. Not only do they focus on the material world, like Taurus is excellent for um, and Virgo is as well, um, but they are the culmination for those earthly materialistic uh, riches, if you will. But they don't necessarily have to be earthly. They can be spiritual as well. Unfortunately, this can also make Capricorns a little stiff sometimes, not all the time, but also a little stubborn and reluctant to move from one perspective or to another one. They hate accepting help. Yeah, yeah, they really do. Because then they, they, they hate asking for it. I know. They don't they, ask it. No, ask for it. Hell no. They will just die in their fucking wrongness or their struggle or whatever. Like, mm-mm. Yep. I dated a Capricorn. <laughs> That's my feeling. That's my general feeling about the entire, yeah. entire bajillion years. <laughs> just hitting my head against a brick wall. <laughs> um, I will say, though... That I've heard that Capricorn, in addition to being represented by the sea goat, has also been represented by the unicorn, which that is one optimistic fucking Sagittarius sounding Capricorn to me. Right. Just saying. Yeah. So I've seen Saturn's symbol as being depicted by a cross, mm-hmm. which is the inverse of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And in the tarot, the. Capricorn is represented or reflected in um, the devil card. So Really? Yup. That's that card. You found some interesting information about Capricorn and why it has that fishtail. So I mentioned uh, the book Secret History of the World, possibly by Mark Booth. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check on it. There's different authors according to it. Anyway, um, so in two sections, he speaks about Capricorn. So he talks about the procession of the signs, which is where the heavens, the astrological signs go backwards. It's a whole thing. Google it. Procession. Um, procession of the equinox, technically. So in this way, the zodiac symbols reflect the evolution of humanity. So we started as Pisces in the water, like we're these fish amoeba type creatures, and we split by um, asexual self-splitting. What's that called? asexual reproduction so that was when we 
That was when we evolved in that way. The Pisces represented um, asexual, asexual reproduction. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus. And then we went go to Aquarius, which I don't remember what that one was, but water. It just means somebody was a squirter. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then uh, so we have Capricorn, and that's when it was becoming sort of like that salamander lizardy thing that you see where it looks like a lizard but it still has that little fishtail almost like a tadpole so that was when we were just uh, our physical body was getting hard enough and the world around us was getting hard enough to support us so we evolved together to be able to step up on land and so we had these hard harder bodies and these hooves we were able to actually walk through the earth and then eventually we would get four legs into Sagittarius and so on um uh, one interesting thing about the sign of Capricorn is that the symbol for it is supposed to be half of the footprint of the goat mixed with the fishtail. Oh, mm-hmm. I heard something about it like being the fishtail tied in a knot. Or... It's the goat hoof and the fishtail uh... together as one. When you look at it like that, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The symbol I read was based on the Sumerians' primordial god of wisdom and waters, Inki, with the head and upper body of a goat and the lower body and tail of a fish. Yeah. See? Gods. Like, there's cool gods associated with it. Yes. So Capricorn, they, I think the Pythagoras talked about, that's what he said, Pythagoras said that the, like, the souls of people when they died would go up through the sign of Capricorn and then come out to be reborn through the symbol of feminine motherhood, cancer. Mm-hmm. So Capricorn rules the root chakra, which is called the Muladhara. Um, its color is red, and the root chakra is the first chakra, which is why it's called the root chakra, duh. <laughs> um, and it's located at the base of the spine, it's where your being tends to root itself and establishes your deepest connections with your physical body and the environment around you. And that would be the earth in this iteration of life. The Muladhara is the most instinctual of all chakras. It's your survival center. So again, this kind of reverts back to what we were talking about as the idea of that Capricorn, Egan, goatfish monster <laughs> kind of crawling out of the ocean. It's all about survival and evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, it, because of that, it's also your fight or flight response center. That tends to be initiated in your root chakra. Sometimes people express this feeling of being stuck to the ground mm-hmm. when they're really frightened, they're just frozen. Um, and that's also a symptom of your root chakra being maybe too rooted, mm-hmm. where you can't really make a decision at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really all about your primal animal nature. You're most empowered when your root chakra is moving towards a slow, steady advancement. Um, and it's our work as individuals to take responsibility for our own lives and bring light to that which is unconscious. So this is about manifesting things, bringing things up from the waters of our soul out into the real world. Like, so bringing out your dreams. Yeah. Making them real. So Aurora and I are offering really cool tarot readings. That's 
that are going to come from both of us, you can check out that and other cool stuff in our apothecary section on our website, bloodmoonmilk.com. So what we're doing is you're going to get a tarot spread and you'll, you're going to get both of our interpretations on it. It's sort of like a mini podcast that's just coming to you. So you'll get like recording some high quality pictures and you'll get, uh, probably we'll type it up too. Um, with stuff like that just to like help you with your own mindfulness and your own study so this is going to be like really really conductive for your um spiritual growth so aurora's an intensely intuitive reader she's very very connected with her spirit and her intuition and like her flow of how she sees cards and i channel and do a lot of i have a lot of the cards like memorized but it's a lot of just channeling where things just kind of go out where i find the right meaning or it just comes out of my fucking mouth so it's not quite intuitive it's like a weird like just being able to flip to the right page in a book plus right mixed with a very very intuitive uh heart chakra themed kind of reading so you're gonna get like a really fucking thorough reading basically it's it's gonna be really great and yeah and it's only 75 bucks you're getting a tarot reading from two people two different perspectives for only 75 dollars like it's fucking wild and you get the recording of it so you can go back and listen to it Mm -hmm. months from now when some things shake out and Mm -hmm. uh that's kind of a nice thing to have you don't always have that when you're reading for yourself so Mm -hmm. it's like the gift that keeps on giving yeah it's it's i love I write down all of my tarot spreads that I do and I date them and I write my meanings and then I go back and I look at them and I take pictures and keep all of my clients like in a whole file folder on my computer of all the readings I do because I usually have repeat clients so we have to like keep working with their stuff so yeah it helps with I'm like oh hey last time we did this so yeah if you you know if you want to start a dialogue with us start a like a consultation type thing like we will fucking be here for you on your spiritual journey Mm -hmm. We are looking for ways for our fans and supporters to support what we do and also be beneficial to you and to your life and your own spiritual growth. Um, So that's one way that you can help us out. Another way is we are having another workshop at ATL Craft on the uh, Aquarius full moon on July 27th. (laughs) Aquarius, my favorite. I've been looking forward to this. Not as much as Leo, obviously, but Aquarius, you know. Yeah, so we'll be having another full moon ritual and workshop at ATL Craft during the full moon in Aquarius, July 27th. And we, there's limited seating available. These are very small workshops. They sell out really quickly. Get your tickets now before they sell out if you want to go, if you're in the Atlanta area, or if you're just nearby and you want to take a trip in for the night. It's also going to be a Friday night, so we're probably going to go out afterwards. All right, let's get on with the show. So we're going to take a music break, and this song is True Believers by the band The Black Angels. This song was chosen from our very first Patreon patron, Caitlin Wells. Thank you. We're very grateful for your support. Thank you. 
So it's mythology time, and this mythology is all about Saturn, and this is taken from the website Saturn Sisters. They did an excellent job with their, their version of this, and I'm just paraphrasing here, but please check out their website. They're excellent. Um, so in Greek mythology, Saturn was called Kronos. He was one of the seven titans, uh, a god known for their size and their strength and immense power until they were deposed by Zeus, who was also represented by Jupiter and also Sagittarius. A little bit of backstory on how Kronos uh, came about, though, before Zeus and Jupiter cut him down, uh, because like father, like son, uh, in this case especially. So Gaia, also another also known as Mother Earth, and Aronos, who is known as Father Sky, got together and, uh, you know, they made some action happen beneath the sheets. And they created the first inhabitants of the world, and they were huge, scary characters. Think Cyclops and some other kids with 50 heads. Um, they were really strongly elemental characters. Um, they weren't necessarily bad, they were just really raw in their intensity. They were prototypes, prototype children. With that, Aronos wasn't particularly proud of his children or his progeny, so he decided that he was going to destroy all of his children by burying them under the earth, which was also his sort of lover and wife. It's right. so a little weird. It's like stuffing them back into the oven. It's hard to do that. Um, it's like putting the toothpaste back in the tube doesn't really work that way. <laughs> so uh, Gaia, kind of being a little bit peeved with her husband or lover's infocidal tendencies, sought help from her children. And of all of the children, only Kronos responded. And remember, Kronos was Saturn. Um, and he lay in wait for his father and castrated him with a sickle. But from Aronos's blood spilled yet an even bigger race of monsters. And eventually, after castrating his father, Kronos, Saturn, eventually won the war and became the father of the universe for untold ages until he married his sister, Rhea, and they reigned mightily for a time. But there was a prophecy that one of Kronos' children would try to depose him, so he decided to swallow them upon birth. And when his sixth child, Zeus, was born, Rhea stole him away to the Isle of Crete to protect him from Kronos's wrath. But Zeus eventually got a job as a cupbearer to his dad, unbeknownst to Kronos, and Zeus gave his father a poison potion that made him vomit up all of the swallowed children. And then a major bloodshed ensued. But Zeus was the eventual victor and then, you know, ended up ruling as the head of the Grecian pantheon of gods for ages and ages, and also liked to turn himself into a swan and bang the ladies. <laughs> and uh, his father was banished. And I like to think of this as the reason for Saturn's rings in the mythological sense, that they're the confining, say, jail cell bars around the planet that keep him in and confine Kronos to his place so that Jupiter can sprinkle optimism to the rest <laughs> of the universe when their time comes. And this mythology is perfectly in line with the procession that we spoke about earlier, where um, humans evolved. So it's a representation, it's an allegory for the evolution of humanity going from slaves of time, Kronos, and then morphing into the age of Sagittarius, which is Jupiter. And, you know, Kronos being Saturn is ruled by Capricorn. Yeah. So we, we leveled up. <laughs> yeah. And so to, uh, 
top it all off, we're going to have another quick music break. And uh, since we're talking about rulers, I think this song is perfectly apt to illustrate that. This is the song All Hail by the band Pins. Enjoy. just going to a place like the Akashic Records and looking at, you know, what you might have done in past lives, which could be really interesting and informative at another point in time. Um, We live in a really volatile period in the Earth's history, and I was thinking that it might be cool to do something that I have decided to call astral activism. And activism for good. And the first thing I would like to ask for our listeners to do, if they feel so inclined, if you feel so inclined, um, is to, the next time you meditate, um, think about about this children's immigrant detention center that they call El Padre. It's pretty much a converted Walmart where they keep immigrant children 
away from their families while they figure out what to do with them, or so they say. They've also lost lots of children, and no one knows where they are, and I can only imagine that it would be a really horrible place to be. Um, And I'd just like to ask our listeners to, the next time they meditate or do any astral traveling of their own or lucid dreaming, to send El Padre, the Children's Immigration Detention Center, some white light and healing energy just to help comfort the children from afar. Um, this I know this is kind of tantamount to saying, oh, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. That's really not the intention. Um, the intention is to bring awareness to the issue in a way. Um, I, I mean, there's physically nothing I can do to help, but I'm hoping that sending the intention of high vibrational healing, white light, um, and I'm going to try to surround it with a white energy bubble so that the um, negative vibrational energies are pushed out and the children are protected. If you feel so inclined, please contribute in your own way. I don't really know how else to explain it yet, but um, I think that we're starting to garner a little bit of a following here, and if we can use it to call attention to causes and things that we think we'd like to see changed, and we have an obligation to do that. Um, but I, I think it would be really cool if we could just f- focus on manifesting a positive outcome for those who are being held there, um, even though we don't know them. They're part of our human family. And so send them all the love you can. So what Aurora is saying is she wants everyone to get into a group meditation. She will hopefully be teaching a class at Modern Mystic soon, and we would love to have everybody come together and raise the vibrational frequency. And this totally has more of an effect than people recognize. And But science is actually doing a lot of studying on this. There's been many experiments about meditation and group meditation specifically. Crime rates will drop dramatically in areas where there's usually a whole lot of violence where people do group meditation so it may seem very you know thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers send good vibes that kind of shit that you know a lot of us you either love it or you hate it kind of thing but it's been proven even like in other rooms if you send good positive thoughts towards another person their heart rate will slow down and will calm down like these are true scientific things you actually can send good vibes to people and what better way to send good vibes or good energy or whatever the fuck you call it than to people who genuinely need your help and that's why it's called activism like what are you doing with your fucking magic if you're not helping other people thank you (laughs) yes yes thank you for articulating my jumbled mess of thoughts ariana that's why we're working on this together i love you so much all right so let's start with the strengths of a Capricornian energy. Um, so these are thought of as strengths or light qualities. Every sign has a dark and a light side, and it's really up to the individual and how they choose to express that energy. Um, and even the bad stuff can be used for good as long as you're like, well, it just can be sometimes. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's better to be aware of it than to be in the dark. So... 
Let's get started with the strengths. So Capricorns tend to be really responsible. They are super disciplined and they're masters of self-control. Um, they make good managers. They're um, big on family and tradition. They love music. Um, they really understand status and uh, hierarchical arrangements within society. Uh, they super value quality craftsmanship. They're highly ambitious, practical, efficient, and patient individuals. They remind me of the 10, like at their highest vibration, it's the 10 of pentacles. That's what it reminds me of. Whenever I see that card, I'm like Capricorn. That's like the Capricorn goal. It's like, that's the old man with like his whole family and like the children and the grandchildren and all the money. And he's like, it's like the retirement card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the passing on of things mm -hmm. and having things to pass on. Yeah. Capricorns thrive when they are given the space to be the authority to govern and control their environments in order to establish law and order, mm -hmm. as well as be respected for their achievements and their position. They love order and regulation. It's what they thrive on. Mm -hmm. That Saturn boundary, like, keep it in check. Yeah. They want everyone to stay in their lane. <laughs> they feel like they and everybody else should be able to manage life with ease if people just know their place and stick to it. Just follow the fucking rules. Like, they will be the type who understand to stop at a four-way, and then everybody goes clockwise. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's how stop signs work, in case you didn't know. I didn't know until I met you. Thank you. Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a Lexus, that doesn't mean you get to go first. Go fuck yourself. I have a Lexus, but I, know, I but always you know, stop. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, there's, like oh, people yeah. who are, like, like, people who have nicer cars, and I just assume the nicer the car, the more, more likely than, mm -hmm. I'm going to be cut off. Yeah. And I'm like, I know I have a Honda and it's dirty, but fuck you. <laughs> um, Capricorns at their highest vibration use their organizational skills to encourage others. Then they can expand into other areas that need them the most. If a Capricorn can effectively assist others, all while being aware of others' feelings, they'll automatically get the respect they need without having to justify it. Again, this kind of um, reminds me of Sagittarius, how Sagittarians expect to be trusted. Mm -hmm. And if they ask for anyone to justify reasons why, they get like all happy about it. They're like, well, what do you mean? Because they are so trustworthy. Where it's just sort of the natural role of the Capricorn mm -hmm. to assume leadership responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And they don't do it from a... Like, needing respect and validation is not in the same vein as, like, a Leo. We really like kind of almost to be worshipped in that way. Like You're all superstars. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> I, I want you to, like, fucking come up to me and be like, hell yeah, no one else could do this. You're great at this. Not like, and I get really peevy when I'm in a Capricornian way where I'm just like, ugh, I have to take charge of this because no one else is doing it right. That pisses me off. I want... I'm, yeah. I'm the opposite in that way. Yeah. A Capricorn will gain admiration from their people when they manage more effectively to produce results that are in their best interest. This means being less bossy and needing less babysitting. Delegation will come easier, and with that productivity, respect comes naturally. 
when a Capricorn's integrity runs the show, the need for validation decreases and they can channel their energy into getting the job done and producing results. So for some low vibrational or shadow side qualities, weaknesses to uh, work on, reflect on, and you know, be aware they exist. So there can be some tendencies to be a bit of a know-it-all, um, unforgiving, a little condescending, pessimistic, Capricorns, everyone I know have huge, huge issues with depression. I, I was in a, when I used to work at Barnes and Nobles in the music store and one of my friends who is a Capricorn straight up asked me if I knew any like good depressing CDs or bands because he was depressed and wanted to wallow. I'm not even exaggerating. Well, I, and I was like, okay, I mean, I get that dude, but like he was depressed all the time. So I was like, shouldn't you try and like avoid that a little bit because you a really sad person i don't know though when you're sad and like everybody's happy around you there's nothing that's more irritating than like somebody is just happy for no reason well having a bad day is one thing but like this dude was always just like mm-hmm. he was just a, a giant sign he's like, a he's an the embodiment of eeyore yeah i was like baby oh. <laughs> i'm just gonna cry because nobody loves me my ex was pretty fucking depressed too but you know uh that's a thing. i definitely used to cry because i didn't have any friends me too <laughs> like no, all the time when i was a kid you should see my journal it's all about why does no one like me I, I, i'm pretty I, and smart and funny <laughs> uh and i definitely remember being a kid and uh like crying myself to sleep rather loudly, hoping someone would come comfort me oh, or wow. talk to me. Like very rarely. Did See, that. I didn't do that. I was definitely a, like a creepy beg for attention type person, and like I would stalk someone, but like not like I was a child. Like I didn't understand. I was just like, I will be whatever you want in order for me to be your friend. Until like someone I respected more called me out on it and was like, "This is not you," and then I would be like all right, you're right, and this girl's never going to like me, so I'm going to stop pretending to be a brat during story time and sit over and listen to the teacher like I know I want, want to. to. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to pretend, like, because I, I thought she was cool. Like, I'm so, this is, yes, we were like six or seven, and I thought this girl was really cool, and I wanted to be like her, so I was trying to, like, pout and be bratty in the corner, and my teacher was like, Ariana, what the fuck? Like, you love story time. This is your favorite thing in the world. And I was like, you know, oh. I was like, you right. And she's like, do you want to like pull a key or whatever the fuck? And I remember like scooting back into the carpet with all the rest of the kids. And then I just never worried about that girl again. I just, I just did me. Yeah. It was probably for the best. I, I was just emotional, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I was a pretty glum chum as a child. Um, although I've been told, off. I've been told I was happy and I've, I remember being very sad. Right. Isn't that weird? It's weird. I don't know. It's like, I've been told, oh, you were so happy until you were about five years old, and then you got depressed. And I was like, well, that's when my parents got divorced. So, I mean. That's some root chakra stuff right there. mm, Man, I got to talk to you about that. That's good stuff. Yeah. um, Capricorns have the risk of using their authority to dominate when they're at their lowest vibration. They hate accepting help. Like, oh my God, they just, they want it. And they're wanting to know it all. It's because they want to know it all. Not that they just are know-it-alls. They just don't really go into situations where they don't already fucking know what they're doing. And when they get kind of stuck in a situation where they don't know, oh, they're hard-pressed to ask for help. Like, walking to a store trying to find something with my ex was like, I, I wanted to stab him in the back in his giant, angry Capricorn back and just be like, just fucking ask somebody where it is. 
<sighs> so dumb. Capricorns can risk neglecting the task at hand due to becoming thoroughly dedicated to being in control and being respected. It's it's a thing. And when people don't offer a Capricorn the deference that they expect their peers or subordinates, they can become intensely critical and overly defensive, and you'll never hear the end of it. All right, so let's talk about advanced crystal studies with Aurora. <laughs> Just kidding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, so I've picked two to focus on for the full moon in Capricorn. And one is a crystal I take everywhere with me. I'm a little obsessive about it. It's black tourmaline. It's a semi-precious stone, and uh, it's used for spiritual grounding. Um, it's great for cleansing and balancing, but also it's kind of a... It's sort of like a magnet for any bad energy, it just sort of sucks it up and locks it away inside so you're protected from it. Um, since I've started wearing this stone, I can honestly say that nothing too uh, terrible has happened to me. Um, I mean, sure, you know, you, you hit little bumps in the road and snags here and there, but like nothing catastrophic. Um, like I haven't gotten into any serious car accidents. And when I have gotten into minor accidents, it's usually been because of somebody else's fault. And I end up with a new car or money or something good comes out of it in some way. Um, the other crystal that I wanted to talk about was red jasper. It's a really earthy red. It kind of reminds me of the way Saturn looks, especially because it's uh, kind of has these rings throughout it, which are reminiscent of Saturn's rings. It's also semi-precious. Red jasper has also been really valued um, in Native American communities. It's uh, been valued by warriors for bringing courage. So this can also help you if you're dealing with any particularly stressful times brought about by that those intense uh, full moon and Capricorn energies to be brave in the face of uh, trials that maybe are more intense than you realize, um, but can also help you to ground yourself um, they're used throughout many, many, many cultures, including the Hebrews, the Assyrians, the, again, the Native Americans, the Greeks, the Latins, and uh, even ancient Arabics. So it's also a, a stimulator of the chi, or your life force, um, and it also corresponds with the root chakra, which is also ruled by Capricorn. You can carry or wear red jasper to help with stress and to connect 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 with the earth's own grounding energies which we all need desperately right now um and it also helps to stabilize your aura and when you think about the aura and the way that aura works this is your aura is the, the subtle energy body around you that you need to help bolster in order to protect yourself from being harmed or from getting sick. Um, bad things tend to, or negative energies, low, vibration, low vibrational things tend to make little holes or pinpricks or chips in your aura. And that's how they kind of get in and sort of start to bring your, your own vibrational energy down. So red jasper can help with that. So for our nutrition for intuition, this one's going to be weird. It sounds silly, but I just felt really called to do this. And I just couldn't get it off of my mind, no matter what I kind of researched or tried. Like, 
think I saw kale, but I was like, everybody really knows that because it's so weird. But like water, I really felt water for Capricorn, especially the full moon in Capricorn. First of all, I'm always so fucking thirsty and dehydrated on the full moons. Like I feel like I'm dying. Like the bags under your eyes, whoo. And Capricorns are intensely hardworking. They go, 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 and they never stop. And they have a really bad habit of just not taking care of their physical needs. As much as they are an earth sign, they do still have that wateriness where they can just like get kind of lost and just not go with the flow, but like get swept up in a tide. So in order to balance both the earthiness and the the earthiness and the obsession of climbing higher and higher you have to melt some of that water on those snow calves that you're uh climbing up with your little goat feet and make sure you drink some it's good for your skin like it'll get away those uh bags under your eyes you have from working all those late nights and hustling so hard it's a foundation for your health and your body just like capricorns are the foundation of the workforce and of our law enforcement and all these rule-based things. Saturn is about structure, but a big part of your structure is taking care of, you know, your fucking body, especially the most important part, which is hydration. So make sure you drink a lot of water this full moon. You can also infuse it with crystals to give it extra cool powers. Just make sure they're the right ones. Like they won't, you know, leak any toxins or dissolve in your water. Yeah, um, you don't want to drink dissolved crystal water. Yeah, that's no, weird. No, it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. Rose water to spray in your face. That will make all the difference in the world. Um, coconut water is good too. Let's talk about our questions for our mindful manifestation and meditation practices. Um, starting off, how can I let go of ideas about what I should do to make room for new growth? Should really implies guilt. It's a word that it's, you feel guilty because you're not doing it. Um, instead, just let go of what you should and embrace your good. (laughs) It sounded so cheesy. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Embrace your good. I like that, though. I know it's cheesy, but cheesy is remembered. <laughs> Hallmark cards are doing well. <laughs> yeah. Um, am I running away from anything? Am I owning my responsibilities? Or are my responsibilities dictating my life and owning me? Do I act like a know-it-all? <laughs> also, sorry if we sound like know-it-alls. We really don't know it all. That's why we're making this podcast to learn more and to share it. Um, Confidence is different than being a know-it-all, though. That's true. As a Leo, I can attest to this. <laughs> um, how can I be more gracious to those who aren't as knowledgeable as I am about a given subject? Um, I that sounds that's. Uh, I have a particularly hard time with this one. I can get really frustrated really quickly with people who aren't as aren't on the same page as me sometimes mm-hmm. and I have a short fuse at, at times I, I don't think it always comes across I really try to rein it in but uh, especially when I'm working with the IT department who does not understand what I do <laughs> how can I exercise sensible approaches to problem solving how can I let go of the past and how can I best create healthy habits of self-care and self-respect and that kind of goes with it like letting go of the past you know stop beating yourself up if things didn't go well or if yeah that's a huge one yeah just take care of yourself drink the water yeah Yeah, just be kind to yourself and 
try to treat yourself like you would treat a good friend because mm. you're the only real friend who's going to be there with you 100 percent of the time mm. unless you're a conjoined twin and even then one of you might die that's so wait it happens that, does that happen oh my god I, yeah i don't even know how i would survive yeah they don't for long <gasps> right doesn't yeah okay i gotta research that later <laughs> time to be a nerd <laughs> um am i slacking on keeping commitments and promises to other people am i limiting myself through fear and fear-based decision making am i letting my insecurities lead to inaction and does that also correspond with avoiding personal risk it's very not capricornian uh, as far as like it goes for their highest vibration. So whether you're a Capricorn or not, these are the type of things that you can hone in on. Like mm-hmm. vibrate with a Capricorn this full moon and think about your insecurities and uh, putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um, and this next one really does correlate to that. Do I spend too much time alone? You know, no one's going to know how wonderful you are are if you're alone in your apartment all the time i feel so attacked right now (laughs) we were just talking about this i didn't know that no not no like not literally attacked but like i'm just like you write i wrote all these things down and i'm like jesus christ i'm so dumb i'm literally doing this shit everybody does it where i'm like i sit in my apartment i'm like i'm not gonna post anything on social media i'm not gonna write any blogs but eventually, someone's going to know that I care. <laughs> well, and I'm brilliant. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's, uh... The universe rewards luck to people who make an effort. <laughs> yeah, oh, fortune favors the fearless. Or yes. the bold, yeah. 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 Do I tend to control others through emotional overreactions? I know someone's parents who do that. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people with Capricorn in their chart do that yeah so let's go ahead and give you some healing affirmations uh, and you can use these during your meditation or you know just repeat them to yourself (laughs) oh and I we got these healing affirmations from astrology for the soul by Jan Spiller I believe I'll link it in the show notes I'm not really an affirmations person, but oh, take it okay. away. Yeah. I theory. love affirmations. I'm definitely a talk to myself at all times. And I usually have like Abraham Hicks, like just like shouting in my ears while I'm at work. Like you are here for a reason. It's okay to be alive. I don't fucking know. Anyway, so some healing affirmations to reflect on during this full moon in Capricorn. I cannot control others, but I can control myself. In releasing the past, I deal more effectively with the present. When I feel self-respect, I'm on the right path. I don't need to depend on anyone else to take care of me. Truth. Mm -hmm. I can take charge in this situation. And I am in charge of my inner state of being. We should make meditations. (laughs) Well, we just quietly say, I am in charge of my inner state of being. That's something we could offer our Patreon patrons. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about it because I have some ones for borderline personality disorder that I have on deck that I'm working on. Awesome. For my own personal stuff. That's cool. Yeah. um, But I've been wanting to offer meditations. Like, I 
just kind of forgot about it until I was just going through my notebook that I left here. So if you like us and like the podcast, um, help support us. Uh, we definitely just do this ourselves in our spare time. And when the podcast becomes more sustainable, we can grow and we can do more offer more products, offer more events, offer more in terms of teaching and intense soul growth. Like we definitely, I don't want to say mentors because it sounds like we're just like, like jacking ourselves off, but you know, like we're here as a resource. We're here for a resource and we're on your side. Yeah. We just love people and we want to help as much as possible and an energy exchange while uncomfortable to talk about sometimes, really does not cultivate a world or a uh, vibration of abundance. And we are very abundantly vibrating uh, women and we want to give to you. And the more that we get out of the universe and to help us support and fund and lay a foundation for us, the more we can fucking do for you guys right now and in the long term. Absolutely. And we know you're listening. <laughs> yeah, you. You. You're listening. <laughs> so, um, you can literally donate a dollar a month. <laughs> and also, if you, if that's something that's not, if you really cannot donate, you can't give up a dollar a month, you want like an intense budget, which I know that fucking struggle. Oh, yeah. Um, you can, al- you can always just do something even more simple like, Leave a really nice comment on our Instagram or ask or us. Or leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, I was about to say, leave a review. You don't even have to, like, say anything if you're not good with words. Just, like, boop, hit that five stars, and that's it. The least stress that you will ever have to do in your life. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways you can support us. Mm-hmm. Patreon and iTunes is just one way. Sharing it with a friend who might enjoy us is another way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how we grow. So thanks for listening. And we give you a lot of shit back when you support us on our Patreon. It's really cool. Like, you get shit. Shout outs, you get to pick music, um, you get tarot readings and art. So and, and that's just to start with. Yeah, that's just like what we've brainstormed with our with you know together so far. But there's a lot more that we want to do and intend mm-hmm. to do, but in order to be able to do that, we just need more time and resources, mm-hmm. which you supporting us would allow us to do. Um so with that being said, uh we've got a surprise for you guys in today's interview. We've got an exclusive interview with Brandon and Kelly Knight of Modern Mystic. They're seriously fucking amazing people. I can't wait to share this with you guys. It's the full moon in Capricorn. Thank you for listening. Go take charge of your responsibilities. <laughs> I know they're not always fun, but you'll feel so much better and so much more in control of your life and your own destiny if you do it now. And please don't say you're adulting. It's just being an adult. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, to take us out, we've got the song Responsibility by the band Fear, which are very Capricornian themes. Enjoy the full moon. Dream those dreams. Try some of that astral activism. Yes. Write to us on Instagram. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Now my back's against the wall Didn't know myself but now my back's against the wall Free.